Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The World of Percy Jackson. In this episode, we're going to read chapters 62 to 63, and I know that I normally don't make uh, episodes in the middle of the week, but however, I did have some extra time uh, available, and I wanted to be able to give you guys an extra episode as it's been long requested, and I'm sorry it took me so long for me to finally give this extra episode, but I, I still hope that you guys all enjoy it and continue to enjoy it as I if I as I will try my best to make more and more episodes within uh, a certain week if I have the ability to do so and I will do that to my very best ability so yeah I hope you guys enjoy this episode as we read uh, chapter 62 to 63 and looking at our previous episode a recap is that we first looked at jason's perspective as the gang had finally met leo after a quite a long disappearance as leo was spending his time in ogigia and had become love struck after spending a couple of days with calypso the gang notices leo's sudden change in emotion and doesn't question it or at least does question it but doesn't want to bring it up to him so right now that they are other than that they are planning to travel continue traveling to Epirus so that they're able to meet Percy and Annabeth and Bob hopefully Bob at the other side so that they're finally able to defeat one part of Gaia before they hopefully take her down completely so now we're going to read chapter 62 Percy a titan strode toward them, casually kicking lesser monsters out of his way. He was roughly the same height as Bob, with elaborate Stygian iron armor, a single diamond blazing in the center of his breastplate. His eyes were blue-white like coarse samples from a glacier, and just as cold. His hair was the same color, cut military style. A battle helmet shaped like a bear's head was tucked under his arm. From his belt hung a sword the size of a surfboard. Despite his battle scars, the titan's face was handsome and strangely familiar. Percy was pretty sure he'd never seen the guy before, but his eyes and his smile reminded Percy of someone. The Titan stopped in front of Bob. He clapped him on the shoulder. Biopetus! Don't tell me you don't recognize your own brother! No. Bob agreed nervously. I won't tell you that. The other Titan threw back his head and laughed. Ha ha ha! I heard you were thrown into the left! must have been terrible. We all knew you would heal eventually. It's Koyos! Koyos! Of course, Bob said. Koyos. Titan of... The North! Koyos said. I know! Bob said. They laughed together and took turns hitting each other on the arm. Apparently miffed by all the jostling, small Bob crawled onto Bob's head and began making a nest in the Titan's silver hair. Poor old Iapetus, said Koyos. They must have laid you low indeed. Look at you. A broom? A servant's uniform? A cat in your hair? Truly, Hades must pay for these insults. Who was that demigod who took your memory? Bah! We must rip him to pieces, you and I, eh? Ha <laughs> ha, Bob swallowed. Yes, indeed. Rip him to pieces. Percy's fingers closed around his pen. He didn't think much of Bob's brother, even without the rip-him-to-pieces threat. Compared to Bob's simple way of speaking, Koyos sounded like he was reciting Shakespeare. That alone was enough to make Percy irritated. 
He was ready to uncap Riptide if he had to, but so far Koyos didn't seem to notice him. And Bob hadn't betrayed them yet, though he'd had plenty of opportunities. Ah, it's good to see you. Koyos drummed his fingers on his bear's head helmet. You remember what fun we had in the old days? Of course, Bob chirped. When we, uh, holding down our father, Uranos, Goyo said. Yes, we loved wrestling with dad. We restrained him. That's what I meant. While Kronos cut him to pieces with his scythe. Yes. <laughs> Bob looked mildly ill. What's fun? You grabbed father's right foot as I recall. Goyo said, and Uranos kicked you in the face as he struggled. How we used to tease you about that. <laughs> Silly me, Bob agreed. Sadly, our brother Kronos was dissolved by those impudent demigods. Koyos heaved a sigh. <sighs> Bits and pieces of his essence remain, but nothing you could put together again. I suppose some injuries even Tartarus cannot heal. Alas! But the rest of us have another chance to shine, eh? He leaned forward, conspiratorially. These giants may think they will rule. Let them be our shock troops and destroy the Olympians. All well and good. But once the Earth Mother is awake, she will remember that we are her eldest children. Mark my words, the Titans will yet rule the cosmos. Hmm, Bob said. The giants may not like that. Spit on what they like, Koyo said. They've already passed through the doors of death anyway, back to the mortal world. Polybuts was the last one, not half an hour ago. Still grumbling about missing his prey. Apparently some demigods he was after got swallowed by Nyx. Never see them again, I wager. Annabeth gripped Percy's wrist. Through the depth mist, he couldn't read her expression very well, but he saw the alarm in her eyes. If the giants had already passed through the doors, then at least they wouldn't be hunting down through Tartarus for Percy and Annabeth. Unfortunately, that also meant their friends in the mortal world were in even greater danger. All of the earlier fights with the giants had been in vain. Their enemies would be reborn as strong as ever. Well, Koyos drew his massive sword. The blade radiated a cold deeper than the Hubbard Glacier. I must be off. Leto should have regenerated by now. I will convince her to fight. Of course, Bob murmured. Leto. Koyos laughed. <laughs> You've forgotten my daughter as well? I suppose it's been too long since you've seen her. The peaceful ones like her always take the longest to reform. This time, though, I'm sure Leto will fight for vengeance. The way Zeus treated her after she bore him those fine twins? Outrageous. Percy almost grunted out loud. The twins. He remembered the name Leto, the mother of Apollo and Artemis. This guy, Koyos, looked vaguely familiar because he had Artemis' cold eyes and Apollo's smile. The Titan was their grandfather, Leto's father. The idea gave Percy a migraine. Well, I'll see you in the mortal world. Koyo's chest bumped Bob, almost knocking the cat off his head. Oh, and our two other brothers are guarding this side of the doors, so you'll see them soon enough. I will? Count on it. Koyo's lumbered off, almost knocking over Percy and Annabeth as they scrambled out of his way. Before the crowd of monsters could fill the empty space, Percy motioned for Bob to lean in. You okay, big guy? Percy whispered. Bob frowned. I do not know. In all of this, he gestured around them. What is the meaning of okay? Fair point, Percy thought. 
Annabeth peered toward the doors of death through the crowd of monsters blocked them from view. Did I hear correctly? Two more titans guarding our exit? That's not good. Percy looked at Bob. The titan's distant expression worried him. Do you remember Koyos? He asked gently. All that stuff he was talking about? Bob gripped his broom. When he told it, I remembered. He handed my pass like... like a spear. But I do not know if I should take it. Is it still mine? If I do not want it? No, Annabeth said firmly. Bob, you're different now. You're better. The kitten jumped off Bob's head. He circled the titan's feet, bumping his head against the titan's pants cuffs. Bob didn't seem to notice. Percy wished he could be as certain as Annabeth. He wished he could tell Bob with absolute confidence that he should forget about his past. But Percy understood Bob's confusion. He remembered the day he'd opened his eyes at the Wolf House in California. His memory wiped clean by Hera. Someone had been waiting for Percy when he first woke up. If they'd convinced Percy that his name was Bob and he was a friend of the Titans and the Giants, would Percy have believed it? Would he have felt betrayed once he found out about his true identity? This is different, he told himself. Where are the good guys? But where were they? Percy had left Bob in Hades' palace at the mercy of a new master who hated him. Percy didn't feel like he had much right to tell Bob what to do now, even if their lives depended on it. I think you can choose, Bob, Percy ventured. Take the parts of Iapetus' past that you want to keep. Leave the rest. Your future is what matters. Future, Bob mused. That is a mortal concept. I am not meant to change, Percy friend. He gazed around him at the horde of monsters. We are the same. Forever. If you were the same, Percy said, Annabeth and I would be dead already. Maybe we weren't meant to be friends, but we are. You've been the best friend we could ask for. Bob's silver eyes looked darker than usual. He held out his hand, and small Bob the kitten jumped into it. The titan rose to his full height. Let us go then, friends. Not much farther. Stomping on Tartarus's heart wasn't nearly as fun as it sounded. The purplish ground was slippery and constantly pulsing. It looked flat from a distance, but up close it was made of folds and ridges that got harder to navigate the farther they walked. Gnarled lumps of red arteries and blue veins gave Percy some footholds when he had to climb, but the going was slow. And of course, the monsters were everywhere. Packs of hellhounds prowled the plains, baying and snarling and attacking any monster that dropped its guard. A rye wheeled overhead on leathery wings, making ghastly dark silhouettes in the poison clouds. Percy stumbled. His hand touched a red artery and a tingling sensation went up his arm. There's water in here, he said. Actual water. Bob grunted. One of the five rivers. His blood. His blood? Abbott stepped away from the nearest clump of veins. I knew the underworld rivers all emptied into Tartarus, but... Yes, Bob agreed. They all flowed through his heart. Percy traced his hand across a web of capillaries. Was the water of the sticks flowing beneath his fingers? Or maybe the leth? If one of those veins popped when he stepped on it, Percy shuddered. He realized he was taking a stroll across the most dangerous circulatory system in the universe. We should hurry, Annabeth said. If we can't... Her voice trailed off. 
Ahead of them, jagged streaks of darkness tore through the air like lightning, except pure black. The doors, Bob said. Must be a large group going through. Percy's mouth tasted like Gorgon's blood. Even if his friends from the Ark of the Second managed to find the other side of the doors of death, how could they possibly fight the waves of monsters that were coming through? Especially if all the giants were already waiting for them. Do all the monsters go through the House of Hades? He asked. How big is that place? Bob shrugged. Perhaps they're sent elsewhere where they step through. The House of Hades is in the Earth, right? That is Gaia's realm. She could send her minions wherever she wishes. Percy's spirit sank. Monsters coming through the doors of death to threaten his friends at Epirus, that was bad enough. Now he imagined the ground on the mortal side as one big subway system, depositing giants and other nasties every anywhere Gaia wanted them to go. Camp Half-Blood, Camp Jupiter, or in the path of the Ark of the Second before it could even reach Epirus. If Gaia has that much power, Annabeth asked, couldn't she control where we end up? Percy really hated that question. Sometimes he wished Annabeth weren't so smart. Bob scratched his chin. You are not monsters. It may be different for you. Great, Percy thought. He didn't relish the idea of Gaia waiting for them on the other side, ready to teleport them into the middle of a mountain. But at least the doors were a chance to get out of Tartarus. It wasn't like they had a better option. Bob helped them over the top of another ridge. Suddenly, the doors of death were in plain view. A freestanding rectangle of darkness at the top of the next heart muscle hill, but a quarter mile away. Surrounded by a horde of monsters so thick, Percy could have walked on their heads all the way across. The doors were still too far away to make out much detail, but the titans flanking either side were familiar enough. The one on the left wore shining golden armor that shimmered with heat. Hyperion, Percy muttered. That guy just won't stay dead. The one on the right wore dark blue armor, with ram's horns curling from the side of his helmet. Percy had only seen him in dreams before, but it was definitely Krios, the titan that Jason had killed in the, in the battle for Mount Tam. Bob's other brothers, Annabeth said. The death mist shimmered around her, temporarily turning her face into a grinning skull. Bob, if you have to fight them, can you? Bob hefted his broom, like he was ready for a messy cleaning job. We must hurry, he said, which Percy noticed wasn't really an answer. Follow me. And that's the end of chapter 62. I think that the the dilemma is really, uh, first of all, it was a great chapter, but I, I, I think when we start looking at this, it's, it's really, I think it's really starting to hit them. I think the reality check is really getting to them that, they are going to be fighting a bunch of monsters. Now, are they in the condition to do so? No idea. I mean, I think that the fact that even Bob is with them, it's not going to guarantee a lot uh, right now, as of right now. But, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they're able to find a way. Potentially, you could have even Hades come down himself and help out. But I think that they're definitely going to need a bit more help to fight whoever's waiting for them when they reach the doors because if Gaia's already had a bunch of people coming or at least going through those doors there's going to be people or at least monsters waiting for them looking for them fighting them 
So we're going to go for a quick break. I hope you guys enjoyed this first half of the episode. Uh, Don't go anywhere. Maybe grab a quick snack, maybe a glass of water, and come back, and we will resume this as soon as possible. So see you then. And we're back from the ads, and now we're going to read chapter 63, Percy. So far, their deathmist camouflage plan seemed to be working, so naturally, Percy expected a massive last-minute fail. Fifty feet from the doors of death, he and Annabeth froze. Oh, gods, Annabeth murmured. They're the same. Percy knew what she meant. Framed in Stygian iron, the magical portal was a set of elevator doors, two panels of silver and black etched with art deco designs. Except for the fact that the colors were inverted, they looked exactly like the elevators in the Empire State Building, the entire the entrance to Olympus. Seeing them, Percy felt so homesick. He couldn't breathe. He didn't just miss Mount Olympus, he missed everything he'd left behind. New York City, Camp Half-Blood, his mom and stepdad, his eyes stung. He didn't trust himself to talk. The doors of death seemed like a personal insult, designed to remind him of everything he couldn't have. As he got over his initial shock, he he noticed other details. The frost spreading from the base of the doors, the purplish glow in the air around them, and the chains that held them fast. Cords of black iron ran down either side of the frame like rigging lines on a suspension bridge. They were tethered to hooks embedded in the fleshy ground. The two titans, Krios and Hyperion, stood guard at the anchor points. As Percy watched, the entire frame shuddered. Black lightning flashed into the sky. The chains shook, and the titans planted their feet on the hooks to keep them secure. The door slid open, revealing the gilded interior of an elevator car. Percy tensed, ready to charge forward, but Bob planted a hand on his shoulder. Wait, he cautioned. Hyperion yelled to the surrounding crowd, Group A-22, hurry up, you sluggards! A dozen Cyclops rushed forward, waving little red tickets and shouting excitedly. They shouldn't have been able to fit inside those human-sized doors, but as the Cyclops got close, their bodies distorted and shrank, the doors of death sucking them inside. The Titan Creos jabbed his thumb against the up button on the elevator's right side. The door slid closed. The frame shuddered again, dark lightning faded. You must understand how it works, Bob muttered. He addressed the kitten in his palms, maybe so the other monsters wouldn't wonder who he was talking to. Each time the doors open, they try to teleport to a new location. Thanatos made them this way, so only he could find them. But now they are chained. The doors cannot relocate. Then we cut the chains, Hamlet whispered. Percy looked at the blazing form of Hyperion. The last time he'd fought the Titan, it had taken every ounce of his strength. Even then, Percy had almost died. Now there were two Titans, with several thousand monsters for backup. Our camouflage, he said. Will it disappear if we do something aggressive like cutting the chains? I do not know, Bob told his kitten. Meow, said small Bob. Bob, you'll have to distract them, Annabeth said. Percy and I will sneak around the two Titans and cut the chains from behind. Yes, fine, Bob said. But that is only one problem. Once you are inside the doors, someone must stay outside to push the button and defend it. Percy tried to swallow. Uh, defend the button? Bob nodded, scratching his kitten under the chin. 
Someone must keep pressing the up button for 12 minutes or the journey will not finish. Percy glanced at the door. Sure enough, Krios still had his thumb jammed on the up button. 12 minutes. Somehow, they would have to get the Titans away from those doors. Then Bob, Percy, or Annabeth would have to keep that button pushed for 12 minutes long in the middle of an army of monsters in the heart of Tartarus while the other two rode to the mortal world. It was impossible. Why 12 minutes? Percy asked. I do not know, Bob said. Why 12 Olympians or 12 Titans? Fair enough, Percy said, though he had a bitter taste in his mouth. What do you mean the journey won't finish? Annabeth asked. What happens to the passengers? Bob didn't answer. Judging from his pained expression, Percy decided he didn't want to be in that elevator if the car stalled between Tartarus and the mortal world. If we do push the button for 12 minutes, Percy said, and the chains are cut, the door should reset. Bob said, that is what they are supposed to do. They will disappear from Tartarus. They will appear somewhere else where Gaia cannot use them. Thanatos can reclaim them, Annabeth said. Death go ba- goes back to normal and the monsters lose their shortcut to the mortal world. Percy exhaled. Exhaled. <sighs> Easy peasy. Except for, well, everything. Small Bob purred. I will push the button, Bob volunteered. A mix of feelings churned in Percy's gut grief. Grief, sadness, gratitude, and guilt thickening into emotional cement. Bob, we can't ask you to do that. You want to go through the doors too. You want to see the sky again and the stars and... I would like that, Bob agreed. But someone must push the button. Once the chains are cut, my brethren will fight to stop your passage. They will not want the doors to disappear. Percy gazed at the endless horde of monsters. Even if he let Bob make this sacrifice, how could one titan defend himself against so many for 12 minutes, all while keeping his finger on a button? The cement settled in Percy's stomach. He'd always suspected this, how this would end. He would have to stay behind while Bob fended off the army. Percy would hold the elevator button and make sure Annabeth got to safety. Somehow, he had to convince her to go without him. As long as she was safe and the doors disappeared, he could die knowing he did, he'd done something right. Percy? Annabeth stared at him, a suspicious edge to her voice. She was too smart. If he met her eyes, she would see exactly what she was seeing. he was thinking. First things first, he said. Let's cut those chains. And that's the end of chapter 63. A very, very emotional ending at the end. I mean, I, it's going to be a very complicated journey throughout this entire thing. But I have a strong feeling. I have a strong feeling and a strong hope that I think at least... Percy and Annabeth will be able to make it. I think I also have a lot of hope in Bob as well, because I think that his strength and his, you know, his uh, caliber is just not to be messed with. So I think that hopefully he can maybe stand a chance against you know, if he's able to calculate this correctly. I'm, I might be just, you know, being uh, really hopeful here, but I just really want Bob to survive. I mean, Bob is probably one of the most sweetest monsters we've seen so far in this, uh, in this, in these series, both this series, uh, Heroes of Olympus and Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I mean, I don't think I've seen, uh, like, 
there may be some close seconds, but Bob is probably one of the first when it comes to the nicest and kindest monsters ever met. So, yeah, uh, that is it for the uh, for our chapters today. Um, we are now moving on to the Q&A session. Something uh, that I would like to say is that, once again, if I miss your name or if I miss your question, do please let me know in this episode, and I will try my best to get you in the next episode. Um, a disclaimer on the questions, though. Uh, sometimes I may not answer them if they are a bit too personal or uncomfortable for me to answer. Um, that is nothing wrong on any of uh, any of you guys' parts. I just, um, I just, you know, I'm not uh, comfortable at the moment answering those questions. So, yeah. Uh, but feel free to ask those questions. Feel free to ask any questions. Um, just, I just didn't want anybody to feel bad if their question wasn't answered. Um, so yeah, uh, moving on to our shoutouts, uh, we have Jeremy Wilkes. Thank you very much. Now moving on to the questions. Would you read the Wings of Fire series? Um, I'd probably consider it, yeah. Next question is, do you like Harry Potter? Yes, I do. Next question is, do you think it was a good idea to make Nico like Percy? Uh, my thoughts on that is that it definitely makes, it now makes sense why Nico acted the way he did with Percy. I mean, after he said that, you know, all the mini, inter- the small interactions that we saw throughout the books, um... It was very, um, you know, you could see that potentially it was because he hated uh, he hated him because of what he did to Bianca. But there were also some uh, certain moments where it was like, does he, is it because he's hating, he hates him for Bianca or is it some other reason? So I think that this really cleared up some of those misconceptions or potentially misunderstandings about some small interactions that they've had throughout these books and... So yeah, I, I think that it was it was definitely uh, helpful in clearing up the misconception. Uh, so yeah, next question is favorite character of all books and movies. Um, I think, or in general, I, I think this this question was like in general, uh, not it doesn't have to pertain to the Percy Jackson. Uh, I would probably say my favorite is Captain Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, he's he's a, he's a, he's a great pirate. <laughs> Uh, I I do. He he's he's a very great pirate. Uh, next question is: Would you rather prefer the heroes of Olympus or Percy Jackson? Um, I think ah, uh, it'd be very. I think hmm, that's a very hard question. I would probably say Percy Jackson. Reason is because. I think that when it came to the camp counselors, I feel like when it came to the Heroes of Olympus and our introduction to Camp Jupiter, the camp counselors, I don't, they played a, they played a bigger role in like the first few books, but, you know, in regards to, um, or at least the, uh, I, uh, sorry, camp counselors are for, uh, Camp Half-Blood, but, um, I think it's just fascinating to see the dynamics of how having a Praetor and then these this kind of like a little bit of a hierarchical system in Camp Jupiter and then you have these camp counselors and it's more like a camp in, in a sort of way, if that makes sense. I think that the in overall environment that, you know, Percy Jackson and his introduction to, you know, um, 
Camp Half Blood and him easing into Camp Half Blood. I don't. I think I like that a bit more, um, just because I think that it was definitely a very um, welcoming kind of nature, at least for me. Um, that's not to say that you know uh, Camp Jupiter is also not welcoming, but I think that in in terms of uh, Camp Jupiter, they're very um, work hard, play hard kind of situation. Uh, in which when they're training, they train really, really hard. And, you know, when they p- compete in the in like these uh, games, just like, you know, Camp Half-Blood does, but they take it to very uh, dedicated levels that I think that in terms of seeing how Percy adjusted to that was very interesting to see. But I feel like it was m- uh, for Percy wise, you know, just seeing him adjust to Camp Half-Blood, it was much more, I guess, in a way, nicer to see um especially considering his family uh situation with uh smelly gabe uh when he was with you know his mom back then so i don't know i think that i prefer uh percy jackson and olympians a bit more but that doesn't mean that i you know i still love the heroes of olympus as well uh next question is have you heard about sun and the star i have actually um i probably if i'm ever to make a series on spinoff books or a season, uh, I will definitely uh, include that in my list. Next question is, if you could be a Percy Jackson character for a day, who would it be? Uh, I'd probably like to be... Potentially, I would like to be... Hmm. Piper. Uh, Reason is, I'd really be interested in seeing how Charmspeak works. And just seeing it live. Because I feel like... um, it's very fascinating to see it be described in a way where it's you can see these people be hypnotized but i i it, w- it would be very fascinating to be for me to see it in real life where i'm talking to someone and then they're just blindly listening to me or blindly following me um of course it's not uh you know all the time effective but i think that as piper su- continues to develop her abilities i have utmost faith that it will continue to build very very strong um very very strong abilities for her and a very big asset for her in this upcoming fight so yeah that is the end of our q a session if you guys have more questions do please let me know in the com in the in the q a sessions that are available in spotify uh and yeah thank you guys for your time and until next next episode or next week uh stay safe and stay out of boredom